So yeah. you're the practice squad, mate. Calm down. Guess right, a team say what? The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Welcome back to another episode of the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and joined as ever by Matt Burns Peak. Stan Wilson. Hello, Sam. And Joe Costanzo. Hello, Slew. Joe's back from the unpublished this week. All right, so let's kick off today's show. (laughs) NFL teams finally going back to training camp, doing some sort of physical activity after a long summer. And inevitably, we've already got a big injury. Joe McCoy, unfortunately, had his quad exploded and is out for the season, which is a big blow for the Cowboys. And with this happening every year, especially with a long layoff, people getting back into it quickly, who would be the players that you could least afford to lose if your team's looking for a strong run this season? Should we kick it off with Matt? Okie dokie. This this isn't from a Dolphins' point of view, right? It's just whoever... No, no, their team, not your team. Right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... um, Let's go Stefan Diggs on the Bills. Ooh. Okay. They need Josh Allen to take a step forward this year. They brought in <laughs> Stefan Diggs for a, a lot to make that happen. They've got a roster that's ready to sort of challenge and win that division now. Stefan Diggs goes down and suddenly you've got the rest of that receiving core who aren't bad, but I don't think are going to... They're, they're not good enough to elevate Josh Allen's play. I think the Bills could find themselves in trouble. Yeah, they didn't. The Bills go eleven and five last year with the receiving core they've got behind Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that's true. Is it eleven and five? Pretty much ten and six, eleven and five. How'd that play play out for them in the playoffs, Lou? Is it good? Is it it good was. Play? It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair enough. Stephon Diggs, yeah. it is. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. I, I'm gonna say uh, a semi-healthy Joey Bosa would be a very crucial asset to the Chargers. I think last time he's actually been mostly healthy during a season, they got through their wildcard spot into the divisional round of the playoffs. I think the Chargers are so so much of a better team when he's playing, and that's why they gave him a massive contract despite the injuries. So I'm going to say Joey Boza for my pick. I want to go Derek Henry, but that's, that's, I thought that's too basic. That's too much of an obvious answer. I mean, it's, it's quite right, it though. True, the, the, next though. Guy, yeah. the next guy, the next guy, Russia had 200 rushing yards behind Derrick Henry, and he's gone. Yeah. That was Dion Lewis. Yeah, mm. so I'm, I'm gonna, not going to go with the obvious answer of Derrick Henry. I'm going to go with Eddie Jackson, Ooh. free safety on the Chicago yeah, Bears. Cause it is, yeah. Because with the, with the three high, three high defence, they play with Eddie Jackson in the middle. It gives the corners so much more freedom to play aggressively against like jumping routes and stuff like that. So... Mm. He he and he because of how much of a rangy player he is, how he can play in the box and cover it, it essentially the entire width of the field. Yeah, it allows the corners to have a lot more freedom. He again, he's a box safety as well. He can help help out with the run, and yeah, the, the entire defense revolves around him. So another interesting, me. if you think in safeties, is uh, how about Jamal Lewis for the Seahawks if he goes down after everything they gave up for him, including trading Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, sorry, not Jamal Lewis. Blech. Moore Lewis is uh, Lewis a very good running back. He's uh, quite the talent. Um, no, Jamal Adams, 
if he goes down after everything the Seahawks gave up for him, including getting rid of their starting safety in that position for him, then yeah. it's just problemas. Yeah, yeah. yeah such, such an emotional blow as, what, as well as one on the field there because they're putting so much hopes on Jamal. Probably, yeah, for sure. Probably give Greg Williams a stiffy though. Yeah, he would. He would certainly enjoy it. He's been a spicy boy since he's left, hasn't he? He's always a spicy boy, but he's shit, and no one cares what he thinks. Okay, I think I mean, Frank Gore needs. It's a it's a bold take coming from us as well. What was yeah. that about Frank Gore's knees? With Greg Greg Williams when he's defensive coordinator of the Saints. Mm. Well, and he was just telling. He was the bounty gate guy. Yeah, was he was the when it, the, the video. Uh, tape leaked and the audio from it leaked and it was like him talking about going after Frank Gore's soft knees because he had like an ACL surgery the other the year before and stuff like that. Isn't that what you aim to tackle anyway though at the knees? He's like a twat. No, it depends. it depends though. Like if, if you have a more like physical runner then yeah, people might go low but you need to stop the legs first. But he yeah. was saying go right for the knees like the injured knee that he had because he was wearing a knee brace so you could see. Very karate kid. Yeah, mm. very. My one would have mm. been Michael Thomas from the Saints. That dude. I know we're going to yeah. be talking a bit more about the Saints later in our NFC South preview, but seeing as though he had about 1,700 yards last year and the next most was Jared Cook with still less than 1,000. Yeah, they bring in Emmanuel Sanders, but I don't see Emmanuel Sanders as the number one receiver nowadays. He's a solid number two, though. He's a, he's a really yeah. good number two. But if Michael Thomas goes down and Sanders has to lead the line, I, the Saints' air and attack is going to take a big step back, especially yeah, he's, for he's what they want to be this slants. year. He's a better, he's a better route runner than people give him he credit for. He did have a lot honest, like... of catches on slants. Oh, good at running. I he feel like he, also, he, also gets a, he also gets a lot of shit because of how whingy he is. Yeah, yeah. If you want such a bitch on it's social media, where that was only recently. It's like spot. this off season where he became a whingy bitch. It's as soon as any receiver has any like major success, they just become a dickhead. <laughs> I swear to God. Let's <laughs> just alien, alienate every receiver in the NFL. Oh, okay, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is the exception because he's yeah. a fucking and awesome Larry dude. And Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. There are there are a lot of people feeding into the whole whingy receiver. Epidemic. Jarvis Landry that. seems like Including, a yeah. yeah. Stefan Diggs, though, seemed like a bit of a, a dickhead last season. He wasn't getting thrown the ball. I'd, yeah. I'd complain if I was. I mean, he wasn't getting thrown the ball, but his team were ahead and he was whinging. Yeah, you'd have to sulk about it. Though. The other thing is, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know how much of his contract is based on how many catches and touchdowns he gets. If he's close to a huge bonus, he's a couple of catch it off that's probably good on his rookie deal no Diggs was on extension I'm pretty sure after his breakout year they extended him fair enough what about a second one is George Kittle being they'd be pretty scuppered if he went down basically everything I don't know you don't think they'd be I don't know basically they're running I I think he's great I think he's a great player phenomenal talent but I would still I'd still put money on them making the playoffs even without George Kittle because be. because of the fact they 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 run their run scheme so well and that sets up the pass completely. I think you could yep. you're banging. Is it Van how much, Davies? How much he's, so va- he's so valuable in that. that run scheme. Exactly. Yeah, he's such a great blocker. Yeah. And you saw him pancaking defensive tackles last year. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Who who was the new tight end they signed? Was it Jordan Reed? Jordan Reed, who is not the or best pass blocker in the run. <laughs> uh, Jordan Reed. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a he's a like vertical. He's a pass catcher, isn't he? Yeah, he's a vertical yeah. threat, speedy, yeah. high end who will 
you know, be able to go up there and grab the ball. So is Kittle. Yeah. I think Kittle's the best, he is the best tight end in the league. But in terms of the value he brings Mark to the Andrews. offense. <laughs> God, Joe, make that argument. Mark oh. Andrews is, I haven't seen him drop a fucking ball, mate. <laughs> He has to get it to fucking drink it. Wait, you do you, wait, do you genuinely believe? You don't you actually believe that Mark Andrews is the best I reckon Mark Andrews will, will scale out to be better than, That's than not what, He hasn't got all, the same. First of all, we were running said. three tight ends, mate. You're wrong. <laughs> That's not wrong. First of all, this is the worst It's an opinion, sir. They say there are no bad opinions, there are no wrong opinions, but that's not an opinion, that's just completely categorically false. Mark Andrews, if he was a single tight end in a system that got much, much attention as great, uh, George Kittle. <laughs> I always say Greg. Um, I reckon he'd have a lot more production. And we, we've already, like, I'm sa- we could safely agree he's in the top five tight ends of the league anyway. Yeah, but that's a different conversation. I think, I, think the to- I, I can agree with that, but I think the top two in Kittle and Kelsey are so far ahead of the pack. Yeah, yeah, because absolutely. they get they're they're the single tight end in that system. But if Mark Andrews is is going to be the single tight end. It's and Nick partially Rogers that, partially because right. they're much better players. Mm. Not that Mark, players, Andrews, Mark Andrews all, isn't a bad player. He's just not in the same ballpark as Kittle and Kelsey. That's not a Pretty knock on Andrews. Absolutely. It's just how good Kittle and Kelsey are. Yeah, there's a and big problem. In, there's start a, with K either, so I just yeah. write them out that group completely. There's a, there's a big problem with the NFL by saying okay. that too many people are elites. They could be a great player without being that top echelon. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, can we can we agree that this safely cements Joe as the biggest homer on the podcast as well? By the way, with a take like that, I said thought... you said Tua was going to get rookie of the year and he's not even going to play. Yeah. He's all Stephen A. Smith. That's the loosest the loosest take I've ever heard you do, Joe. Did you <sighs> shut up? I know, anyway, but you do on... you do love to outdo each other on this front. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Nick Bosa, the other Bosa brother, I think is quite invaluable to that team. Like, think how much their defensive line improved when Nick Bosa got drafted. Mm. Especially and they always they've had... now shipped to Forrest Buckner out to the Colts. Exactly. Yeah, but they, they did also draft Javon Kinlaw as well, and he'll take over in that spot. That's true. Yeah, I, they have a lot of depth there, but I think Nick Bosa is just a fucking out. Yeah. He was, people were talking about MVP for Nick Bosa last year. No, yeah, obviously, but we're talking about non QB essentials yeah. and a guy considered yeah. MVP last year. Yeah, um, also, if you look on the Steelers defense, yeah. you've got Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. Oh, Matt is the biggest homer, salty Dolphins fan here. <laughs> Shut up, Joe, but um, you got to talk. Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt, they, they own that defense completely, and it's nothing without them. We saw how much they improved. When TJ Watt came into the league, yeah. and when obviously Minka came over from the Dolphins, their interior line was really good with Hargraves as well. But he's gone to the, the Eagles, Eagles now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Eagles, we yeah. we need um, Darius Slay to be healthy and decent. Otherwise, our defense is going to be absolutely trash. So, if you're talking about, I wouldn't say he's as important as the others. Well, no, he's holding some sort of competency together rather than making them a really good unit. Without him, we've got no secondary. Well, that's a good position to be in, Slew, and that's why your team will do the best. Who have you got? Like Rodney McLeod. Rodney McLeod's decent, but after that, Jalen Mills is actually playing safety. You're gonna get. You're gonna. (laughs) People are gonna high point him so easily. I imagine Jalen Mills. People are gonna high point him. him He's well tooled. Uh, fucking. He's gonna have to cover tight ends. Six foot seven people. Oh yeah, because I forgot that all safeties are six foot seven, Joe. When they cover tight ends, I'm six foot. Seven. <laughs> Shut up. 
Anyway. All right. So, shall we move along then to the NFC South? We're on the home straight now of our divisional previews. Four more to go. And should we start with last year's winners of the division, a team that seems to be challenging for the Super Bowl every preseason? It's the New Orleans Saints. What do we think of these lot? Football team will probably choke in the playoffs. Because Drew, Drew Brees' arm doesn't last past November, and that's a proven scientific fact. It's, <laughs> he's, they're destined to lose to the Vikings again in the divisional round. Yeah. What they need is like an opening quarterback and then like a relief yeah. quarterback to take over when Drew Brees on inevitably gives up. And also just not to shit the bed when he gets the fucking playoffs. Yeah, yeah. it's that, that simple really. I think Alvin Kamara yeah. needs to step it up this year big time. And stay healthy. I think he was, to be fair, I, I looked at his stats for last season when I did my running back rankings. I saw he had 700 yards and thought, oh, he must have had a, sort of a bad he had season. He a lot of receiving yards though. So. Yeah, exactly. Because he, had, he had a partially torn MCL to be fair, which is not an in... Insurmountable. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty significant injury to play on yeah. with. So, fair play, Alvin. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll cut you some slack there, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I I think they'll win the division. I, I, I don't I don't yeah. back yeah, them. I agree. Right now, because I I like like Stan said, Drew Brees' arm is up in the air for how long it'll last. A full, I mean, we might not even get a full season, but whether it'll last a full mm. season is a, is a different thing. And also, what we've seen from recently in the playoffs has been, obviously, there was the issue with the Rams and the egregious non-call. But they've, they've struggled of late. Minnesota miracle. In, in the playoffs, I feel. They've lost games. Yeah. They've won. And, and when they lose games, it seems to happen right at the end of games. They just fall apart. And yeah, yeah there have been like some dodgy ref calls, especially in the, the, the Rams game. But you can't blame it all on the refs. Like There's just times where... You can yeah, that okay, one. but the that many the refs. refs. Or last year when they started trying to blame Carl Rudolph to put for a push off, like, yeah, I get it. Oh yeah, that was a push off. To be fair, yeah, know, they, they start, when you when you really. when you delve into it, you go, yeah, you can blame the refs. No, you can't actually blame the thing the refs, is, like, but... if they were a more consistent team, they'd be ahead by more points at the end of yeah. the, the game, and they wouldn't put themselves in situations to get miracles happen against them every single year you know uh, yeah but i don't think that excuses bad calls bad calls bad calls okay on the, on, if we're talking about them in the regular season though they're one probably one of the most well-rounded teams in the okay. league you look at the roster they don't really have a whole lot of weak spots or yeah they're shit hot they're receivers i guess you've got mike thomas and then yeah, but you, there's not there's not really like i think they're hoping that emmanuel, that Sand- really, like... emmanuel sanders can be a number two which I mean, he's, he's an upgrade. Not great, he's up. It's an upgrade on what they've had, and he proved to be pretty decent last year. They don't need him yeah. to. Well, the they don't need him to ball out. Michael Thomas, absolute dog shit last year. Yeah, and the year before. Yeah, and like the year Ted, before that, Ted Ginn and stuff like that. Uh, I can't see the Saints going below ten and six. Really, they're too talented to do that. Yeah. 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 Oh. But it is, it is a tougher division this year, and the fact that you've got the Bucks, who are an actually competent football team by the looks of things, with the addition of Tom Brady and that. Uh, you've got the Falcons again, who are looking better. Carolina in mid rebuild. But yeah, it's a tough division, but yeah, 10 and 6 should be. They should really be going 10 and 6. 10 and 6, and I think there's we a shot reason. Wait, so that's, that's your floor for them, 10 and 6? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, same. Could go, I don't know, 13 and 3 Very if Emmanuel Sanders, if they get, if they get a number two, probably about 13 and 3. They could get. They could be a number one seed. Yeah, thirteen three. Yeah, yeah. They're they one could. of the be- they're they one could. of the better teams in the league. They, I don't. They could... Yeah, they could be the best team in football completely this year. If everything clicks for them. I'd say fourteen and two. They season. can every year. It's just that they choke in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. This is what I mean. Like they could go thirteen and three, and then it doesn't matter if they lose in the divisional round. Like, who cares? Absolutely. Do um, Breeze and Peyton do they need another Super Bowl win to cement themselves as the best on the game, or have they done enough? Breeze, I would say Breeze could do with another Super Bowl win. Yeah, Breeze needs to win. He's only had one. To be, he's had one. Be, and do like, you not think he's a Hall of Famer without it? Or is that a no, I think he's, he's definitely he's a Hall of Famer. Of famer. Yeah. Like his stats just prove that he's but, a Hall of Famer. He's but whether it's in the top. in so many categories. But, but when, yeah, it's like just, 10 years from retirement, they're like, oh, who were the best in the, who were much, the best as ever? As fair as it is, quarterbacks are always going to be judged on the championships they've won. Yeah, not individual stats. Like people are going to look at Tom Brady's career compared to Drew Brees. If Drew Brees finishes with one Super Bowl and Tom Brady finishes just at least six, then I think you, you can't deny that yeah, you know, he's, he's had a more successful career, even if his stats end up being worse than Drew Brees in every yeah, aspect. Yeah. At the end of the day, Brees is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I think that's pretty undisputable at this point. It's just the mm-hmm. fact that he doesn't, he doesn't have the silverware or MVP or MVP to go along with it. He doesn't have the accolades. That the likes of Tom Brady did. I think that's what will hurt him. Yeah. As he tries to get into Canton, but yeah, he by all means he it's deserves still it. a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. he should be. If he's if he's not, then there's something wrong. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to probably the most talked about team this off season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think they might also win the division. It's impossible, Joe. Well, they won't both do it. <laughs> no, I said, I said. I said. Well, I I said they might with the Saints as well. Um, but oh, sure. I, I think that it's up for contention with the Bucks' improved offense this year. They, um, okay, so the, the O-line is where I'm kind of concerned with the Bucks. Like They haven't made massive strides to improve it, but their receivers are some of the best in the league, I think. Um, also, just adding back Gronk. I know we don't know what Gronk, what Gronk we're going to get, but Gronk is still a much better weapon than what was that, Matt? It's a drunk Gronk. Yeah. Only Gronk that can't deal with the Florida heat, according to reports. He's like shirtless all the time anyway. I don't understand how. Anyway, yeah, but I think Tom Brady's going to add another dimension to that offense um, and he's out there to obviously win it all this year. Also, I think in Florida, they've had a lot more time to actually train as a team because people have been basically allowed to meet up from the start, which is a bit fucked up. But yeah. it means, like, Lamar's been in Florida this whole time, training with other teammates in Florida all the time. And it's the same sort of stuff that Tom Brady got an early head start on training with his teammates, like, even if in, a, in just, like, a park or whatever. Yeah. No, the, the Bucks' offense looks scary. I know with the O-line, it, I'd say they've made efforts to improve. They drafted um, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they they did they sign free agent right tackle. I think so. Well, they still got Demar Dotson. Yeah, they obviously got Ali Marpet as well on that O line, and then the receiver core just speaks for itself for the likes of Mike Evans, yeah, Godwin, Godwin or Goodwin, whichever one it is, and yeah, Ronald Jones has been given the go ahead in the backfield. It's a plus scary team. Now. Plus, like you said, with the Ravens show, they're three deep at tight end. Yeah. You got OJ Howard and then um, Cameron Bright. 
Yeah, they might I'd ship OJ Howard though. All news is coming out that Cam Cambray is considered the second tight end there. I think they've both been on the trading block since Gronk arrived and they haven't moved yeah. yet. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. But does Ronald Jones being the back not worry you a little bit? Yeah, he's not. Mm. I don't know what to get with He's serviceable. It doesn't worry me really. But like he can he can get a few hundred yard games and also he's a, he's a decent receiving threat, which not yeah, a lot of it, backs are. yeah. It doesn't worry me really because of the fact that Bruce Arians he likes to cycle his backs around. You've mm-hmm. got the likes of they signed it was they signed Sean McCoy as well, didn't they? Yeah, they signed Sean McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. They drafted. Yeah, they got three. And, they got three running backs. They'll shift around. Like BA, he's not going to stick to one running back throughout the entire season if Ronald Jones has a shocker. Yeah. And that entire offense is going to just—it's just going to be Tom Brady. That's what he's going to revolve around. Tom Brady and that elite receiver. We're going to see like a lot of quick passes and stuff. Um, Adam Humphrey as well. Deep balls down the field. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. risk it. No brisk. No biscuit is um. Mm, yeah, uh, my issue says. with the Bucks is, you know, as good as their offense is, Tom Brady can't play defense for him as well, and I think yeah, that's that true. Great. <laughs> they've got decent. Your... They've got a pretty good front seven. And... It's the but secondary. In... It's just so young. Yeah, the secondary is inexperienced, and I think especially in that division as well, when you've got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, you've got obviously Breeze and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara backfield. Like, you need to have a, a strong secondary. And I don't yeah. know if I've got a lot of faith in the Bucks secondary to be yeah, what name, their end of the bargain anyway. Yeah. What names have they got on their secondary? They've got obviously Sean Murphy, Bunting. And they've still Antoine got Hargrave, Win- Hargrave as well at corner. Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. they got. Yeah, Winfield Jr. quite they, good. Out of Minnesota. Yeah, he's a great player. Um, but it's just so young. It's just there's, there's they, no they, experience. There's not, but Todd Bowles did have him playing well last year. So if they could take that. Yeah. They, don't, they don't need to be a shutout defense because like Stan said, they are so stacked on offense. If Antoine Winfield Jr. is as durable as his dad, we'll see him play until he's like 47. So that's, that's them tied up in that position mm. for a while. It may be durable, but is he as good? Yeah. And see. Uh, well, 2020? When I was doing my pre-draft research, Ooh. I... Joe yeah, Dean research. Are, you, are you saying it like that? Just so we're like, oh yeah, look at you, you've done some work. Oh, for the special... For the, for the special episodes. Um... Yeah, no, and Anton Winfield Jr. was like a, a massive deal. People were thinking he was going to go mid-first round, and he ended up going in the second, I think, to the Bucks, which was pretty sick, not going to lie. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I think they've, they've picked up weapons to address their issues of need, which is obviously their O-line and their defense. But Shaq Barrett and that front seven, I think, are pretty damn good as well. So they're at least going to get to the quarterback. I think their linebacking call is quite good still with like Levante David. Does Levante David still play for them? Yeah, Levante yeah. David, Devin White yeah. go to the second year. They're a good team. They're definitely better than last year. So I'm, I'm going to say their floor, I would probably have at like nine and seven, I think. Yeah. Floor? That's yeah, quite... I'd, say, I'd say 10 and six for the floor. Ooh. Personally. Because I think, saying... I think if, you, if you get Brady and all those weapons and stuff and you don't manage to upgrade to, from what, eight and eight to 10 and six, then what are you even really doing? What are you playing at? Yeah, no, I'm saying they're, they're floors eight and eight for me. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking eight and eight, but it was too hard to put Brady not having a winning season. Yeah, until, until I've seen him not have a winning season. With all the hype as well, so much hype. hype, and the training time. Honestly, like I think that's going to play a big role. I've got their ceiling though, eleven and five. I, don't, I think they're probably going to finish around that mark. I don't think there's a whole lot of 
leeway either way. Because yeah, I, I, I just don't think they're, like Stan said, their corners especially are going to struggle to shut teams out. So they, yeah. they need Brady to be putting up big numbers. Not they won't, but I don't see them being a number one, number two seed. Yeah, I can't predict yeah. where these where this teams going to land realistically. I, I think ceiling maybe thirteen three, something like that. Thirteen three, twelve wow. and four. I, I, I just agree. can't. I can't. Yeah. It's anywhere between eight and eight and thirteen three, and I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. They could. They, yeah, they could be really sick, or they could just you know be nothing. But at the same yeah. time, I think the best case scenario is that they're really sick, and thirteen and three is a. If they're really good, they could get potentially still the number one seed in the NFC. You don't know because we haven't seen it yet. That's true. Straight facts, Tommy. Has not been team. So there's not there's not a worry that they're going to do what the Browns did last year. All of the hype weren't good enough on the lines and sort of. Mm, I think the lines better than what the Browns was last year. Yeah, they have offensive tackles who can actually play for the Bills. Yeah. That does help. <laughs> plus, plus, Brady's experience should help them as well, even. Exactly. I think yeah. Brady's got really good pocket awareness as well. So, obviously. I just meant, I just meant even from a personal standpoint, if heads go down, he'll be able to get people going again. He's been there before. Yeah. yeah. Bruce, also, Bruce this... as well within Brady. That, that, that's a combo I've been looking forward to all offseason. Yeah. And Brady's basically picked him out because he had the choice for the first time in his career. He didn't necessarily want to play for, for the Patriots before. And it came out recently, didn't it, that um, he didn't really feel like his voice was heard when he was at the Patriots and I think that's going to be a lot different at the Bucks. Apart from that time when they traded away Jimmy G because Brady Well no, that was Robert Kraft, that wasn't him. Mm. Robert Kraft basically said you can't fucking trade away Tom Brady. Watch me. That's why they just let his contract run out. Lol. I still think that was better. I think trading Jimmy G and keeping Tom Brady was probably the better decision. I'd rather yeah, the second, round. Rather, rather, rather the second round. That. Yeah, I'd rather the second round pick than Jimmy G. Ooh. Yeah, def- definitely. Exactly. I like it. Especially this year. Good QBs. Yeah. Very good QBs. Okay, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. What do we think of this lot? I Good like him. Team. Fun to watch. Don't win yet. Yeah. Hey, but... we'll go eight and eight. Mm, I, mm. I'm going to say they're... Middle of the range. I'm going to say their ceiling's nine and seven and their floor's seven and nine. They're going to be okay. Good they're offense. Gonna... Oh, Bad defense. I like the Falcons, but I just... I like the it's it's really like... hard to get behind They are likable, but you okay. can't deny they are soft. Just they, they are. They need to get rid of so... Dan Quinn. They're they so to... soft. They're like I would a say fucking guy blokes from fucking the ball guy game. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'd say their ceiling could be as high as twenty eight and three. <laughs> Good uh, joke there, Joe. Really crowbar it in. Anyway, so yeah, no, in all seriousness, I think they're a middle of the range team. They've, their offense is really good, but their defense kind of fucking sucks. So Dante Fowler um, at least this year. Their yeah, defense, they didn't also, Their defense they also, did pick up last year after Dan Quinn stopped calling plays there. So. <laughs> We, I, don't I, don't I don't know how he can keep his job after they improved once he stopped doing his main job. So that makes no sense to me. Same. Because he's great for morale, Sam. Leave him alone. And no one cares. It's the Falcons. <laughs> Just let leave him be. If they have another, yeah, if they have a losing that. season again, though, like he needs to go. Dan Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking chuck him um, out. He's borderline first round living, living as it is. Yeah. 
first round pick, AJ Terrell. I wasn't really a massive fan of that pick myself. Um, cornerback, what have they got? It was a reach. Ooh, it was a reach. That is a good question. Because um, they don't have Desmond Chiffon. No, he left. They must have someone. They can't just have AJ Terrell. Keanu Neal with his... He's a safety. He's, an he's, he's a strong safety. safety. Uh, accor- according to um, ESPN, they have Isaiah Oliver, Kendall Sheffield and Darkeese Denard. Oh, Darkeese Denard, the DD man. He used man. to be good back in the day. You could get him on a Madden Ultimate team as like a silver and he was pretty sick. Anyway, yeah, I, I think their floor is probably like five and eleven. Wow. Five and eleven. I think they're more talented they're than, that. than that. They got I eyes. think worst case scenario, their defense shits the bed, and they win a few close games and uh, Don't lose a Todd lot of Gurley. close he games. He could shit the bed too. Mm. Yeah, I think Todd Gurley could be an upgrade, but his knee could also be completely busted. Massive downgrade. Apparently, yeah. healthy. He's got arthritis. Like what? He's, what yeah, part, he has, what he has a de- degrading, <laughs> degrading condition in his knee that will mm. degrade over time. As degrading <laughs> conditions generally seem to do. Tough, tough times. Uh, tough times never last. I think they're just going to hover somewhere around 500. They've got a good yeah. enough receiver core to win games. So, 500, 100, 100. Who's even calling that offense now? Because Steve Sarkeesian went back to Bama. Who, who's running that? I think that? it's Matt Ryan. I think it's Matt Ryan deciding. <laughs> the Matt Ryan offense. I think it's Julio Jones. I would actually it to be me. well interested in that. Yeah. I love Julio Jones. Everyone that, that loves Julio really. Jones. They've also lost Austin Hooper. Yeah. Who was big time for them last season. season. Yeah, but he's a... Well, he could be a number one tight end. It's just... Yeah, he could be the best tight tight end in the league if he plays on his own rather than a three tight end set. You're living rent-free in Mark Andrews' fucking bumhole, Joe. You need to snap (laughs) that. You literally think Tua's going to play the first game of the season. (laughs) (laughs) No, Matt won that one. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Plus, and they need they need the two the they need their the two game. rookie linemen to actually perform well. Second year linemen to perform better. Was it Lindstrom that missed the whole season with an injury, or the other one? Yeah, Chris, I think it was Chris Lindstrom. Yeah. Perform better, injured foal. <laughs> Try harder, cripple. Well, the other one as well, <laughs> Caleb McGarry. He was he was a... whacking him on the knee. <laughs> Now, Matt, did he just say try harder, cripple? Your quarterback is literally <laughs> to attack of my life. That That's his chart for this year. Hey, you leave him alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ever heard of bounce back ability, you fucking prick? No. <laughs> Matt, you're going to need to take a chill out just before you go back to work out. It's usually you're going to get in trouble. Assuming He's the person bounces back. Industry. <laughs> All right, so the Falcons are have just dissolved into absolute chaos, hopefully, unlike their season. So, should we move on? So, to is this segment the, the rebuilding Carolina Panthers? Oh, the Panthers, Matt Rule's cool, Teddy Bridgewater's cool, and Christian McCaffrey's pretty cool. Teddy Bridgewater's not even going to start till the end of the, at the end of the season. Yeah, he will. Teddy Remember our sandwich bet? It's with what? me. Do you remember our sandwich bet? I remember my sandwich bet. My free What's sandwich coming bet? away. He thinks that who was it? In Teddy Bridgewater. No, what was the XFL quarterback called again? Oh, oh yeah, no. uh, PJ um, Walker. He PJ thinks Walker, he yeah. he thinks he's going to start games for the Panthers this year. I think he will. Matt Rule <laughs> fucking coached him in college, mate. 
But no. they just pay Teddy and Bridgewater. He's, sick. he's actually no. sick. No, he's not. I know, but he's just better. He's better than Teddy Bridgewater. So what? They paid Matt Flynn before Russell Wilson fucking stepped to the Also, play. can I just add no, that? Right, Teddy Bridgewater's actual quarterback, though. Yeah, just so is PJ Walker. College doesn't mean that he's going to play him. It's like being like, oh, fucking... No, but he already knows how like that he's good. And also, he fucking bombed it in the XFL, won the MVP. Ron yeah, Ron he averaged like 500 yards a game. So he's going to start games. Had a... I don't think the Panthers are very good this year. Either way, I like the Panthers. I just sort of feel sorry for them. But they're they're they rebuilding. Got... They've lost basically all of their leaders. They got absolutely done by Luke Keekley retiring. That's not going to help them. Greg Olson isn't as good as he was. That was but a big he's... old. But he is a good song. leader in that locker room. So, and they've got a new coach that's never he's, coached he's in a the. Now. And they've got a new coach that's never coached in the NFL before. It's going to be a tough year for them. Not that it won't. Not that. Matt Rule won't be able to do things going forward. I just think in 2020, it's going to it's gonna be looking be for improvements. Year. Also, they've got yeah. a shite kit and a shite motto. So until they change that, they're going fucking nowhere. Their motto. Keep it, pounding. Fuck off. Yeah. Matt, what's your, what's your motto? <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Entertaining. Pound that that be good. I think Christian McCaffrey's pretty fucking good, though. Yeah, he yeah. is. And, to, and, there, te- and Teddy Bridgewater does love dump offs, so McCaffrey could have yeah, about two hundred percent. And we, we've seen if Teddy Bridgewater can just dump it off the whole game, then he actually wins games. They've got good so. wide receiver core as well, though. Yeah. yeah, don't sleep on the Panthers' offense, but their defense does kind of suck. I'm not yeah, you're you're more than welcome to sleep on the defense. Yeah, yeah. The sleep. The worst thing is you might get awoken with like a fumble return or something, but that's that's about it. They've just got no one. I can't see them winning a whole lot of games. Like, and we've already said how tough this division is. Yeah, same problem with the Falcons. I, I don't see them maybe taking one... Yeah, maybe they'll split with the Falcons, but they could easily get swept by the other two teams. Yeah. yeah. I'd yeah, say the floor is maybe 4 and 12. Yeah, I've got the same floor, 4 and 12 floor. Yeah, me too. 4 and 12 sounds about right. Yeah. Seeding, like, what, what's the most they could win with that? 7 and 8. 8 and 8. And eight. Eight and eight. Yeah. yeah, I'd say eight and eight. they could win. they could get to like a you know even se- season, but I can't see them having a winning season. Nah, no, they're not a win. They're not necessarily they're not a winning team yet. And no, I do hope they give. That, I do hope they give Matt Rule a chance because what he has done in college is we built two programs from. I hope they give PJ disaster. Yeah, that's only because you want a sandwich. You don't actually care about the man. I do. I want him to succeed. That's why I'm putting a sandwich on his name. No, you just love Subway. <laughs> I had a Subway the other day. It was pretty banging. I'm not going to lie. What you can get delivered to your house. What did he have? Uh, I had a meatball marinara with jalapenos, onions, pickles, and Southwest sauce. Mm. Did, oh, did you have good. clothes on? Where do you open the door for him? I got some nachos as well. Cheesy nachos with, with jalapenos on those. Damn, yeah. that's only before podcasts. Mm. Sorry, I should have realised that Joe's fully clothed all the time other than when he's doing his podcast prep. That's, what, that's <laughs> why I've got my video off. <laughs> You're not currently naked. Yeah. For fuck's sake. I wouldn't... I, I imagine, he took, it, I imagine he took his clothes off as soon as he took the camera off. It had nothing to do with his internet. He just had enough oh, of wearing clothes. My connection does going happen. It does Oh God! All right. Before he turns his camera back off, I think we need to bring today's show to an end. Thank you so much for listening. And Good plan. <laughs> um, you'll be so glad that you're not watching whatever Joe's doing right now. It is truly horrifying. <laughs>
make sure you follow us on all of our social media <laughs> at the dropback on twitter and instagram the dropback uk on facebook at the dropback.co.uk or com whichever tickles your fancy for our website with articles coming soon as we say every week i've been sam i've been matt I've been stabbed. And Joe's been naked. Until next time, goodbye. (laughs) The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Why do people listen to this show? No, they don't. That's the secret.